0: What is going on everybody? This is Mike Hughes and you're listening to Mike on the mic. Everything Sports Related Podcast. Today is Thursday, October 21st, 2021. And we have a great one for you today. You know, we're a couple days into the NBA season now for the 2021 season. And we still have yet to see Kyrie Irving not only be a part of a Brooklyn Nets game, but be even in the facility. Kyrie Irving is still not allowed in the facility due to the fact that he is not vaccinated in New York City and LA. Um, I believe all of California as well, has the rule that to be able to perform, you need to be vaccinated, at least have one dose of the COVID vaccination, Um, you know, whether it's Pfizer, Moderna or um, Johnson & Johnson, which I wouldn't get that last one, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, You know, we've seen Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins wasn't going to be able to play for the Golden State Warriors until he got vaccinated and he tried to say it was for religious reasons, then ended up just folding and and decided that the money meant more and playing meant more to him, um, which is completely understandable. So he got vaccinated. He has been playing. Um, Kyrie Irving, however, is taking a stand for what he believes in and what he believes is that he is the voice for the voiceless, those of being the people who are also losing their jobs due to the fact that they aren't getting vaccinated. You know, there's a lot of nurses that need to be vaccinated, doctors, so on and so forth, and first responders in general. I believe the majority of the people in the military need to be vaccinated as well. They don't really have a choice. Um, from what I'm understanding from, you know, Tony of ASAP Network, he, he kind of gives me an insight of... You know, the rules and, and everything they can and can't do in the military and, and, and just in general, because I I lack that. I have no idea what the military is like. Um, but I know Tony was technically forced to take the vaccination. Um, and there's a lot of other people that, that have been as well. Firefighters, police officers, nurses, paramedics, EMTs, so on and so forth. Um, but for Kyrie, Kyrie is basically saying for all those people that have lost their job, he wants to speak out and say that he's standing with them. No amount of money can change that. Nothing, you know, set, what is it? 17 something million dollars that he's missing out on this year. Kyrie Irving is taking a stand for truly what Kyrie Irving believes in. Um, And today we're going to be talking about much more than that. We're going to be talking about how I feel about Kyrie Irving, how I feel about the situation, and what I think moving forward is best for Kyrie Irving and the Brooklyn Nets. Um, I want to start off by talking about something that really matters to me. And it's something that I feel like isn't talked about enough. Um, and the way it is talked about is so staged. You know what I mean? Like we talked about it the other day on the ASAP network, how the Sean Taylor Memorial seemed staged. It seemed planned out just, just so everybody would shut up about you know the scandal of the cheerleaders and John Gruden and so on and so forth. If, if they truly cared about Sean Taylor, they would have retired his number years ago after his tragic death. Um, that's truly how I feel. I don't feel like they sincerely wanted to retire his number out of the kindness of their heart. Um, not to get too off topic, but it's one of those things where in the NFL, you get the list at the beginning of the year of, or even in before the year starts, you know what I mean? And by beginning of the year, I mean, not beginning of the season, beginning of the year, you get the list of, of things that are going to happen, you know, whether it's retiring Eli Manning's jersey number for the Giants or, you know, Mike Dicka coming and Peanut Tillman coming to a couple Bears games. The fans get that and they understand that. Sean Taylor there was no planned Sean Taylor retirement date. You know what I mean? Like they just decided, they woke up and they said, ah, fuck, we got, we got caught and, and decided to make up for it by retiring Sean Taylor's number, but rest in peace to Sean Taylor. And, and, I'm, and congratulations on getting your number retired. No matter what way it was done, it's done. You're a solidified legend forever. You always will be. Now you're one in the organization. No one will ever wear that number ever again. Um, you know, so I'm proud of that, but the way it was done didn't make sense to me. And, and I and I feel like the same thing, and why did I go on this big long spiel? It all ties into mental health awareness. I feel like ESPN, the NFL, and so much more, just uses that as, as a way to make up for the way they've been in the past. And, and they really don't care. Um, the NBA is the same way, they really don't care, nobody really fucking cares. Um, and, and, and that's horrible, it really is. Because I watched Stephen A. Smith, I watch Max Kellimer, I watch Colin Coward, I watch Nick Wright all go off about this man and, and how he's selfish and how he's an asshole and how this and that. And he's crazy, he's not mentally there. But nobody ever asks what's going on in Kyrie's life. Nobody ever sits down and wonders why Kyrie's acting the way he's acting. Now let's take out, before we even talk about the COVID stuff, let's talk about Kyrie Irving as a whole. Kyrie Irving as a whole... You know this starts. This starts with the Cavs, obviously, with the Cavs and the, and that run. He wins an NBA championship. One of the greatest shots in Cleveland history went goes to Kyrie Irving. Um, him and LeBron James and Kevin Love win a championship. And Kyle Korver and J R Smith and all, so on and so forth. Um, Ty Lue, everybody, the whole shebang. That's great. Um, and, and then you know there's this disconnect. There's this disconnect with LeBron and there's this disconnect with Kyrie. And I feel like a big part of that was. Kind of LeBron trying to be Big Brother, and and, it, and it's completely understandable, um, you know where Kyrie's coming from, um, and and I feel like personally, that a big part of that is due to the fact that you know how he was raised, and he was raised with an amazing father, an amazing grandfather, an amazing support system, um, so for Ky- for for LeBron, sometimes that can come off as. Not ignorant, but just annoying to a lot of people. You know what I mean? Like Kyrie has his close circle and he has his guys and he has his guys he believes in um, and and loves to listen to. So when you're getting forced fed all of this stuff and this big and this little brother, big brother narrative, it's definitely I could definitely see where he's coming from. So he wants out of Cleveland. This is 2018. He wants out of Cleveland. He goes to Boston. He wants to be a leader. He doesn't want to be a little brother anymore. He goes to, to, to the Boston Celtics with the young Jason Tatum, a young team and Jalen Brown and, and Marcus Smart and so on and so forth. Um, but here's the problem, 2019 rolls around and one of his greatest influences at least from what I hear is and what I've read is his grandfather. His grandfather passes away tragically. Um, and, you know, whether it was peaceful, whether it was illness, it's always tragic. No matter who you lose, it's tragic. Um, so Kyrie Irving loses one of his biggest inspirations, and, and that was his grandfather. Um, I feel like, you know, that shocks you, and, and, and that makes everything real. Like me, I've been personally, and, and it's not at an NBA level, and it's never going to be a professional level, um, but I've been a leader of a couple teams I've been on throughout my years of playing and being an athlete, whether it be baseball, lacrosse. Uh, football, whatever it may be, um, I've been a leader. I've been a voice. I always have been. Um, I I feel like my leadership is better than my actual skill, a- and that's it. Just speaks volumes. But for Kyrie, he could do both, and I truly felt like he could do both. But the problem was, you know, Boston and the Boston media completely ripped Kyrie a new one. Um, they're saying he doesn't want to play with the other guys. Doesn't want to communicate or hang out with them or be a part of that locker room, so on and so forth. But nobody asked why. They just felt like Kyrie just hated where he was and he didn't want to be there. Um, Kyrie goes on later on. remember during one of the games, he even says, I'm planning on re-signing with Boston. But then I just feel like the way Boston treated him kind of changed his mind. And he didn't really want to do that anymore. You know what I mean? He wanted to play with someone who truly understands him. And I feel like the loss of his grandfather really did mentally and physically shut him down. It, it really made him just, I feel like go into a dark place and I can't speak for Kyrie and I can't say that's why Kyrie felt the way he did. Um, but that's truly the way I look at it. I, I, I look at it as something where you see it plain as day that this man is going through something, yet you, you create false narratives in your head just because he won't give you the story that you want. You know, Kyrie won't go out there and tell you why he's not feeling the way he is. The same way Derrick Rose was more of an introvert and and, and didn't express how he was feeling towards the media in his early days in Chicago. Guys don't owe that to you. Guys don't owe to tell you the inners of their mind and why they feel the way they do. Because, again, you know, a young Derrick Rose wouldn't tell you that. But an older, wiser Derrick Rose definitely would. If you read his book, I'll Show You by Derrick Rose. Um... It's an amazing book. It's an amazing book. Um, and he even talks about it as well. It's with Sam Smith. And, and it's definitely one of those situations. I look at it as if Derek could go back, he definitely would change the way he was. But he was young. He didn't understand that. I'm 21 years old. I barely understand myself. Um, but I, I think I'm learning enough to understand, to express how I feel. And, and I have, you know, The luxury of that because a lot of people don't you know a lot of people are introverts a lot of people are stubborn about the way They feel and opening up to others whether you know, they're close to them or not. Some people can't open up to their own parents Um, so to me, I feel like Kyrie was holding all these demons holding all this, you know Just just guilt and other things that go through your mind while you're grieving, you know, the five stages of grief It's a real thing. It's a real thing And if you thought this was going to be an episode about me shitting on Kyrie you got another thing coming um I'm not, because I've been there, man. I've lost my father. I've lost my friends. I've lost um, an ex-girlfriend. I've lost so many people that matter to me in this world. Uncles, grandparents, whatever you could think of, I've pretty much lost it. Um, And it, it, it comes down to the point at the end of the day that it takes a toll on you. Now, mind you, this might not have been the first person Kyrie's lost. This is just the first person while he was in the NBA that he lost. Um, so you really don't know what he's been through or, or or what's happened in his life. And I understand at the end of the day, you need to be a professional and you need to go to work. Um, but that doesn't mean you need to communicate with the people at work. That doesn't mean I have to go hang out with the guys after work. You know what I mean? Like Kyrie showed up, did his job and got the fuck out. And, and, And that's, that's clearly someone grieving because I've done that before. You know what I mean? You do exactly what you need to do and then you get the fuck out of there you know after my ex passed away i was right it was immediately you know it was my senior year of high school it was the very like last two weeks of school i had to go to college immediately after just a few months later um and i literally went to school and and went fucking home i didn't communicate with any of my lab partners i didn't communicate with any of my friends after that class was over i didn't feel the need to um and i feel like kyrie felt the same way i can't speak for him again but this is just my point of view. I'm giving you the perspective of what I've noticed. Um, you know, Stephen A. Smith loves to talk about Kyrie just completely, you know, not being in love with basketball anymore, not being in love with the game, not wanting to play, being selfish, wanting to do other things. You know, you could walk and chew bubble gum at the same time, all this other bullshit. Um, but brother, like, what are you saying? What, what Are you telling me you're telling someone else how to cope, like that's, it's, it's, it's not how that works. Like instead of asking Kyrie or, or reaching out as a professional, as a, you know, and, and, I, and I'm gonna say this, as a white male, maybe I shouldn't say this, but I'm gonna say this, as a young black man yourself, you're supposed to be upbringing each other because you understand the struggle that the media can have on young black men and you understand the struggle others can bring on young black men. We've all seen it, we all know how it goes. You know what I mean? If this if Kyrie was a white guy, I doubt anybody's really talking about him. That's just point blank, period. Um, you know, if if Kyrie was a white guy saying he didn't want to get vaccinated, let's be real. Over 40 percent of Americans aren't vaccinated and nobody says a word. And a lot of them are white. Um, so so for Stephen A. Smith to be calling him idiotic or or, you know, selfish for not getting the vaccination, I find that crazy. You're supposed to be uplifting him. You're supposed to be. You know, not maybe you don't support his decision, but you definitely don't tear down his legacy and tear down his image. like that's that's exactly what Stephen A. Smith to me is doing. and I'm f s one all the way now. Like I love ESPN. I love him. Um, but Stephen A. Smith is just he's killing me. He's killing me. Uh, like I, I I hate to see it. I watch Skip and Shannon every morning. I watch Colin Coward every morning because I can't watch Nick Wright, and I can't watch Stephen A. Smith anymore, especially with Max gone. Oh my God it's just free ring. This guy just says whatever he wants to say and there's no nothing. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's just, it's just, it's just insane. It's insane. Um, and, and then you got Tim Tebow and it did not even matter. But, you know, the point is, I'm looking at it from the perspective of Kyrie as a man. So Kyrie finds that, you know, maybe these guys don't understand me. Maybe these guys are too young. Maybe I still do need someone that I can, that, that understands me as a man. That understands me as a friend. 2020 rolls around. All right. We're teaming up with Kevin Durant. Maybe we're going to get James Harden a little bit later into the season. And they both did. Um, Great friends with him and KD. Great friends. Um, And and the season's going great. Everything's going fine. You know what I mean? Kyrie's hooping in that first season. Um, You know, and KD's out, obviously. He misses the first season, but it is what it is. And then the very next season they get James Harden. They get James Harden and they're doing their thing, but in between that, in between that time frame, we have to talk about, you know, what happened in Kyrie Irving's life again. And and I'm not making excuses, but this is just a timeline because no one else wants to talk about it. Let's talk about his first year in Brooklyn. 2019, he had 20 games due to COVID and, and, and injuries. Um, you know, he played great. He averaged 23 points per game, basically 24 points per game, seven assists and five rebounds, 48.7 uh, field goal percentage. Um, he played a great game, 33 minutes a game. It was great. It was a great season. Um, now, now, now let's talk about 32 minutes. Pardon me. Um, you know, but but let's talk about it. Actually, his first year in Brooklyn, it was 27 points per game. Pardon me, it wasn't 23. Um, It was 27 points per game. So, So that's your first season in Brooklyn. That's your first season in Brooklyn. Everything goes fine. You know what I mean? So everything's fine. Everything's going perfect. Everything's perfectly fine. Then 2020 happens. Early 2020, not only is there a pandemic on the way, but right before that, Hall of Famer and legend Kobe Bryant and one can dispute the GOAT, Kobe Bryant and Gianna Bryant, and a few others in this helicopter accident tragically pass away. Kyrie Irving was very close to Kobe Bryant. Um, they were great friends. They were great individuals. Um, you know, they had a great relationship and a great bond from what we're understanding. And, 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 and that destroys Kyrie. And, and then you start seeing Kyrie step away more. You know what I mean? After the pandemic, obviously. Um, you know, because you do have, you do have those moments where, um, We had the gap where, you know, the season ended just abruptly after COVID. But during that, you see Kyrie kind of, you know, um, saging, saging the arena um, before a game and and just traveling the world and just and just being MIA basically from the team. Why is that? Why is that? And it's because, again, he's lost a very close and inspirational person in his life, and he might not know how to cope with that. He might know how to cope with that. I could be wrong again. I could be wrong. But this is my perspective of Kyrie Irving. Um, so then, on top of you know losing your grandfather and losing Kobe Bryant, and I imagine if he's close with Kobe, he was close with Gigi on some level. You know what I mean? Like he had to have known Gigi. He had to have had conversations. And if anybody's known a little girl who's passed away, that's huge. Like that's 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 horrible. It's a horrible thing that happened. Um, and, and, and he's still on the big stage. You know, millions and millions of people are coming in and buying his shoes and. And, and watching him and playing for him and, and, and so on and so forth. And you're seeing all this stuff happen. And, and, and you're also trying to grieve. Now, you're, all, you're going through it all over again, going through the motion. Um, so so that's, that's where I stand with the Kyrie Irving stuff. Um, and then a pandemic happens. A pandemic literally happens a couple months later. Like, it was that fucking quick. Like, in a snap of your finger, the world just ended. So not only is Kyrie Irving probably alone, you know what I mean? Probably alone, dealing with all these thoughts, not playing basketball the way he wants to, um, which is probably one of his only outlets, but he's dealing with all of those stages of grief. And I don't know the people he has around him. I know his father is an amazing individual. Um, but to me, Kyrie just 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 has been trying to get his feet from under him. You know what I mean? He's very religious. He believes in what he believes and maybe finding religion in that way um, has helped him cope. Maybe it really has, and maybe maybe that's what he needs um, to truly support people. Like I know Kyrie has given so much back to the community, like we talk about it all the time. Um, Kyrie Irving is, is a stand-up guy. No matter what anybody says, Kyrie Irving is a stand-up guy. And, and to anybody who thinks otherwise, there are facts out there. Um, that will completely prove you wrong. Like Kyrie without a doubt in my eyes is one of those guys that is just, just unbelievable for the community. Now let's talk about a few of the things Kyrie Irving has done and, and people call him selfish, by the way, Stephen A. Smith has called him selfish. Uh, Kyrie Irving bought a house for George Floyd's mom. Kyrie Irving paid tuition for nine HBCU students. Bought 200 plus kids Christmas presents, provided 250,000 Thanksgiving meals in New York City, and donated $1.5 million to the WNBA. That's fucking disgusting to say that this man is selfish for not taking a vaccine that that may or may not have anything to do with his religion or his political stance. He's selfish for that? Oh, he's letting his teammates down. What the fuck? Like, what? What else could, so at the end of the day, I look at it like this. And here's where I'm different from your Stephen A. Smith, or I'm different from your Nick Wrights. I understand the mind of an athlete. I have been one, and I've under, I understand um, a broken mind of an athlete. Like, uh, let me break this down for you. Not to get personal not to make you feel sorry for me. I don't want you to feel sorry for me. I'm very happy with my life. I'm very happy with everything I have going on in it. I lose my dad when I'm a freshman. You know, He dies at the end of my freshman year, going into sophomore year. Sophomore year rolls around. I end up getting a disease. I get a disease. It's, it's non-life threatening. I live with it. It's perfectly fine. It's not a STD. It's nothing crazy. It's this, it's this uh, autoimmune disease. Everybody, you know, everybody's got their stuff. I get that. You know what I mean? So I'm learning. I'm 16. I'm learning how to live with this. I got no dad. My friends got killed. And and then later on, I get a concussion. And, and a concussion completely wipes me out. You know what I mean? Like, I wasn't myself for over a year. I, I'll be real with you. I wasn't myself for over a year. And then my ex-girlfriend passes away, tragically. You know, so I'm counting several people that I loved close to me passing away in a four-year span. I'm counting one, you know life-changing th- experience with, with, uh, with a disease, an autoimmune disease, and then I'm counting a concussion. While my brain's trying to develop, my brain is also trying to heal. While I'm still playing baseball, while I'm still playing lacrosse and football, all of these things are happening. And while I'm still trying to grow up and find myself and find my identity as a man, as a young man, um, here's, here's, why th- here's why all of that matters into what I'm saying. I did all of that And I felt like a psycho. Like, I felt like if anybody, like, recorded that experience, it'd be insane. You know what I mean? Like, to me, I couldn't imagine experiencing those things when you have the responsibilities of Kyrie Irving, when you have to be at practices at this time, when you have to be at games or traveling across the country every single night, you know, going to a different city, going to a different state every single night on an airplane while you're still trying to grieve, while you're still going through things, while you're still trying to find yourself as a man, as a young man. Um, And and, and the biggest factor, and and I don't like saying this all the time because I feel like as a white male, I should just stay in my place, um, but as a young black man, especially, you know what I mean? Like, I can't speak on what that's like, um, but I've watched a lot of people go through things in this world and get treated unfairly because of that, especially growing up in Chicago, Um, you know, so I've, I've watched it happen in public school. I've watched it happen in the street. I've watched it happen everywhere. Like it's just point blank period. I've seen this happen and and I see how a lot of people get away with a lot of shit because of the color of their skin. And and frankly, Kyrie Irving is one of those cases where people just, just, you know, are just using him as, as a way to just get views. Really? Like, I just, I can't. I can't express that enough like it, it's it's simply the fact that you just want to talk about it. It's the same thing with Ben Simmons. you know what I mean? Ben Simmons is a completely different situation, however, where he's just being an asshole like point blank period but you know i I, I truly do feel like Kyrie believes he's standing up for something and and maybe that's the way he's raised, and maybe that's who he is as an as as individual um and he wants to stand up for the people who are afraid to speak out and and maybe that's because he was that guy who couldn't speak out. Um again, there's nothing I can base any of this off. I just truly feel this way that Kyrie is getting a bad rep and nobody is talking about why he is the way he is. Nobody is talking about what's made Kyrie tick. What's made Kyrie disconnect from the world? What's made Kyrie not care as much? Maybe not about basketball, but just about the, the overall media spectrum of it. You know what I mean? Like, we're looking at it from a perspective of a fan, of a media person, you know, and, and you're upset with them because you're not hearing from them. He went on Instagram Live and completely changed my perspective. Completely changed my perspective. And I have a video of, of that for you guys in a little bit. Um, but here's, here's how I look at it. Here's what I'm hearing from Kyrie Irving at first I hated it because where I understand your grandfather and Kobe Bryant and all the things that come with being in the NBA um, You know, I also understand there was once a time where you had a movie with Shaq and, and Chris Webber and and so many others You know and Nate Robinson, you know Uncle Drew amazing your shoe your shoe line one of the best like without a doubt like if I'm hooping I'm only hooping in Kyrie's, like, and I don't even hoop like that, but I would only hoop in Kyrie's. That's truly how I feel. I also wear Lillard's and, and Roses from time to time, but that's just support. But I feel most comfortable in Kyrie's. It's a great shoe. The SpongeBob collection, oh my God, though they went so hard. They, they were hard. Anyways, we all understand that Kyrie knows how to play the media, and Kyrie understands you know what it's like to be the face of a team and a franchise. You know, he was the face of Cleveland for a little while before Bron came back. Um had to take that back seat. And I, and I feel like that's a part of the reason why he didn't want to be there anymore cuz he felt like it was his team. Bron came back yada yada yada. Um that's just me. That's that's personally how I would feel. I'd be like, "Bro, like you left, you abandoned everyone." You know what I mean? But I feel like there's no real there's no real hatred in between the two. I I, I don't I don't think so. I just think Kyrie just feels how he feels, and and Bron feels how he feels, but that's truly how I look at it. And, and then you go to Boston. Tragic things happen in your life. Um, so you go team up with KD, and, and when you team up with KD, more tragic things happen. And a global pandemic that changed the world forever. That we're only two years in. There's gonna be a lot of mental health, you know, discussions years from now that talks about the suicide rate and. The depression rate and, and other rates of people just getting illness you know we're talking about it all the time crucial catch for the nfl a lot of people you know someone i knew as well you know held off their cancer yearly cancer breast cancer screenings due to the fact of covid19 and then they're not being a vaccination and a lot of people got cancer later detected because of that and i feel like mental health is the same thing you know what i mean you're, you're putting off yourself for so long um and and the biggest thing with Kyrie that changed everything for me was that Instagram Live, all these false narratives that we're listening to, every, Kyrie's becoming a villain. Kyrie's becoming a villain before our very eyes, not because of anything he's done. It's it's what he hasn't done, and that's taking a shot that is so skeptical that almost half of the country hasn't done it yet. And th- and that's just point blank period. Like we're we're talking about, we're talking about something that is rarely studied now personally. I took it. I took the Pfizer vaccine. Um, You know, I have a niece that's almost, you know, I believe yesterday she was 11 months old. You know, she's turning 12 next month. 12 months, pardon me. She's turning a year old. And, you know, I have a mom. She's almost in her 60s. I have a grandma. She's 88. Like, I have a sister and a brother-in-law who's diabetic. I have an autoimmune disease. Like, it's all these things aren't, you know, death sentences if we were to get COVID-19 but it definitely wouldn't help. So I felt like COVID, you know, the COVID vaccination would benefit me and benefit my family's health um, and quality of life. We can go out now and not have to worry as much because we know even if God forbid something does happen, there's a likelihood that we're protected. Um, Whereas Kyrie Irving, you know, the media made it out to seem that he completely disagrees with the vaccine and he hates the vaccine. So on and so forth, and yada yada yada. Kyrie's anti-vaccination. I don't know why he said that so slow. Anti-vaccination. That's the that's the narrative they made. That's the narrative they made. Kyrie goes on Instagram live and shuts all of that shit down. He even says he supports people getting vaccinated, he supports people not getting vaccinated. He understands why people want to get vaccinated. He also understands why people don't want to get vaccinated. He also made a claim that so many people have been fucking saying for the longest. And that's this fact that Kyrie doesn't want to hoop anymore. Kyrie doesn't have a love for the game. Here's why, number one, anybody who believed that never played basketball or never played a sport, period. You know, me personally, you'll never take baseball from me. Like I will, no matter what, wheelchair, crutches, broken arm, broken leg, I will always want to be on the field. I will always want to be playing. I will always want to be catching. I will always want to be hitting whatever it is. You can't take it out of me. And it's the same thing for hoopers. Hoopers don't just one day wake up and say, I don't want to hoop anymore. That doesn't happen. It never happens. Matter of fact, like it's it's to the point where I'm looking at it like it's it's that ridiculous of what we're talking about. Kyrie Irving has been playing basketball his entire life. He's not sick of hooping. He doesn't hate hooping. He's just going through things where hooping isn't the most important part of his day. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, look at, look at us as grown adults. Would I rather be playing baseball all day long? Yeah, definitely. But at the end of the day, I got more important things to do. I got school. I got this. I got that. And you could say, oh, well, he's getting paid $17 plus million a year. That should be his main focus. Not when you're rich, bro. That's a problem for me and you. Kyrie is financially secured like he doesn't have to work another day in the rest of his life if he manages his money right like that's just point blank period and and for people to not understand that when you're going through something and you're going through your own thing you need that break you need that disconnect from some of the things you love because you need to find other things that you love to find yourself and I, i'm tweaking right now like you might think like oh well mike's just just talking to talk and, and and i truly do feel this way like here's Kyrie, we're gonna listen to a few minutes right now of, of his Instagram live. And I really do think it puts in perspective everything I've been talking about and it really changes the narrative that the media is trying to drive. So with that being said, here's Kyrie's Instagram live that came out about a week ago. I was actually on the ASAP live network, um, or ASAP network live on TV, on Apple TV, when this came out and we listened to it together and it completely changed my perspective. And, and it was basically what I was trying to say. You know, I wasn't sure personally if Kyrie wanted the hoop anymore or not. But, you know, just because of, you know, him not going out there sooner and saying that and and, and confirming, you know, like you guys are stupid. But here it is. And, and here's the conversation we're going to have.
1: You know, I had to stop running away from using my voice and using my platform to, uh, you know, speak on what's true and what's mine. You know, nobody's going to hijack my voice. Nobody's going to take the power away from me that I have for speaking on these things, you know, and. Don't believe that I'm retiring. Don't believe that, you know, I'm going to give up this game uh, for a vaccine mandate or staying unvaccinated. Don't believe any of that shit, man. Like, like really be aware of what's being said uh, before I even get a chance to be on the podium and speak for myself. You know what I'm saying? Like all these people saying all these things about what's going on with me and it's just not true. Pay attention to what's going on out in the real world. You know, people are losing their jobs to these mandates. Uh, people are having to make choices with their own lives, which I respect, you know, and and I don't want to uh, sit here and, and play on people's emotions either. Just use logic. You know, what would you do? You know, if if you felt uncomfortable going into the season uh, when you were promised that you would have exemptions or that you didn't have to be forced to get the vaccine, you know, this wasn't an issue uh, before the season started. This This wasn't something that I foresaw coming where I prepared for it and, uh, you know, I had a a chance to strategize on what was going to be best for me and my family. I came into the season, uh, thinking that I was just going to be able to play ball, you know, be able to use my, my talent, uh, to continue to, uh, you know, inspire, influence people in the right way. You know, like putting this on me is just like, why are you putting it on me? You know, like this, this is not part of, uh, (laughs) You know, what's going on in conversations with scientists, physicians, and doctors? I'm, I'm just a hooper, right? Like, I'm, I'm just a person, uh, who, who's being utilized as, as an example. For some odd reason, you know, people love to have my name in the mix of just some BS. <laughs> like, just hearing the way people speak so, con- you know, with so much conviction about what I should be doing in my life and, and what, you know, my teammates should be feeling about me, what the organization be feeling about me, and,
0: and that's and that's really what Kyrie goes into throughout the entire uh, live. and that was just a little piece. He also goes into you know his traumas and his stuff like that. Um, he doesn't specifically talk about his traumas, but he mentions that it's a part of it. So for me, I'm looking at it from that perspective. if If you want to listen to the whole live, it, I believe it's like twenty minutes long, uh, he really goes out and 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 just fully hits the nail on the head. Um, you know, and, and really shuts down these guys on ESPN and, and FS1 and, and throughout the entire media, you know what I mean? So I look at it from that perspective. You heard it from Kyrie. Kyrie said it himself. I don't know why y'all talk about me. Like, I'm not, you know, Dr. Fauci. I'm not Donald Trump. I'm not Joe Biden. I'm not a person of interest when it comes to the COVID-19 vaccination or and know anything about it. And that's what he's trying to prove is just like us and how some of us have been skeptical, you know, even myself, getting it myself, I was skeptical of it. I still did it because I mean my entire family got it. So I thought about it as if we all if one's going down, we all going down. Like that's 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 how I thought about it, and, and that's and that's you know, herd mentality and, and that's how I went about it. Um but Kyrie Irving feels differently. Kyrie Irving feels like, you know he lives with himself and he lives with you know his tight-knit group who understand his feelings um, and his stance and if they're willing to support that that's perfectly fine whereas me you know I'm I still live at home you know what I mean I don't want to put my mom in danger if I was if I was on my own maybe it's a different conversation for a different day maybe I'd still be going out more maybe I'd still you know be going to a club every weekend you know what I mean or to the bars or what or doing normal 21-year-old things but because I'm not I don't, but Kyrie has that luxury of having that because he has millions and millions of dollars like we've talked about. Um, Not that that's important, but it's a key factor to another reason to why he's not playing is because you won't force him into doing anything. He's not a rookie in this league who needs this money. He's not a rookie in this league who needs to prove himself and can't be a problem or viewed as a problem at least. Um, Kyrie's reputation and his legacy speaks for itself and, and he, he's not going to let anybody else change that. Um, and I love that about Kyrie. I, I truly do. I used to give Kyrie a lot of shit. You know, there was this kid, I hated him. I hated him in high school. I'm not going to go and say his name on here cause fuck him. But you know, he was a huge Kyrie Irving fan. I was a huge Jimmy Butler fan. He hated Jimmy Butler and I hated Kyrie for that simple reason. Not that I hated Kyrie, but that I just hated that kid. And I hated everything that kid liked. Um, but now I'm grown, and, and I I always respected Kyrie. I always loved this game, low-key. Couldn't tell anybody about it. Um, but I always did. And, and after I got out of high school, I said, that's fucking stupid. Uh, like, that, that kid's not going to make me, you know, downgrade or, or disrespect greatness that is Kyrie Irving. Um, and, and I truly do believe that Kyrie Irving is a is a top 75 player of all time. That's a debate that was being had today. Um, I saw that on the internet. Is Kyrie a top 20 player of all time or a top 75? I'd definitely say top 75. Um, And and if he continues to play and he continues to win championships, I definitely think he can definitely increase that value. Um, Because without the doubt, one of the best handles I've ever seen. Um, You know, Iverson, Curry, so on and so forth. Kyrie's up there with all of them. You know what I mean? Like, without a doubt. Um, so I just wanted to get into that today, and I just wanted to have that conversation. You know, let me guys know what, what you think. Um, how do you feel about Kyrie Irving? How do you feel about the vaccination? How do you feel about mental health awareness? And, and how are the media portraying Kyrie Irving more harmful to him and his mental health and others, you know, from, from speaking out? Because now others probably feel like, oh, shit, well, look what they did to Kyrie. I'm afraid to speak out on what I believe in. It's definitely the freedom of speech but you don't need to have the freedom to hate. And, and that's truly how I feel. Like you can, but why? It doesn't make sense. So Stephen A. Smith, I would love a public apology to Kyrie Irving. I just truly feel that way. I feel like you've done him such a disservice by, maybe you don't have to have his back, but maybe you can just understand him. You know what I mean? Maybe you can just have that conversation. And to Kyrie's point, you know, he didn't even get on a podium and speak about it. And, and you all created these false narratives. I mean, Stephen A. Smith was one of those guys who said, um, I believe it was Stephen A. Smith, if I'm correct, that said, you know, his camp is telling him that Kyrie's willing to retire. And then Kyrie comes on and goes, according to Stephen A's sources, Kyrie's camp said that he was willing to retire and that Kyrie's willing to retire. That's what That's what pissed me off. ESPN rode with that. The entire league rode with that. And it was fucking bullshit. That's why... You know, I would love an opportunity to work for ESPN to maybe change some of that culture, but I also completely understand if I were to work at Barstool Sports or something along those lines or continue working at the ASAP Network, I get to be me and I get to have those opinions that aren't media driven. You know what I mean? Like, there's not a single soul right now fighting for Ben Simmons. So, Ben Simmons is probably more pissed than ever. Maybe if someone sat down with Ben and had a conversation with him about why he acts the way he does then maybe we'd get somewhere. But Kyrie Irving's a completely different circumstance and Kyrie Irving's a completely different situation. I do not support Ben Simmons at all. Don't want that out there that I do. Um, I think he's a baby. But it, it, it's definitely something where I'm looking at it from that perspective that Kyrie deserves so much better than what we're giving him. And at the end of the day, you know, we can only do so much as humans and, and as people. And And I feel like, you know, what Kyrie has given back, whether it's the shoes deal, whether it's, you know, the, the shoe line in general, not maybe the deal, the shoe line in general, what he's given to the shoe game, what he's given to the community, what he's given to others, what he's given to the youth, what he's given to the league, what he's given to LeBron and, and, and his time and his money and his body and his mind. He's given all of that up. And the second he said he didn't want him, the second he said he didn't want him. You just destroyed him. Um, And and it wasn't even that he didn't want to. It was just that he just wanted to wait and see about the vaccination. Um, So no one's had Kyrie's back. I'll have Kyrie's back. And I don't care if you guys agree with me. I don't care if you guys disagree with me. That's truly how I feel. And this is truly where I stand. At the end of the day, I know everybody makes their own decisions. And I know that maybe Kyrie's right. Maybe Kyrie's wrong. But Kyrie's entitled to have that opinion. Kyrie's entitled to have that opinion the same way that 40, what is it, like 46 or or 40 something percent of Americans have that opinion and and that right to not get vaccinated. Now, do I want everybody in this world vaccinated? Fuck yeah, I do. And why? Because I want life to go back to as normal as possible. And I feel like that is the easiest way to do it. Um, If everybody in this world is vaccinated, you get herd immunity and for the majority, this will just be just like the flu. You know what I mean? People still get it, um, but there's less cases, and it's not as fucking crazy. So that's the way I see it. That's the way I view the world. I just want to give you a little insight on me, um, where I stand with Kyrie Irving. Kyrie, I stand with you 100%. 110. All the way 10 tones down. Like I, There's no doubt in my mind that I feel like Kyrie is th- thinks Ky- Kyrie thinks he's doing the right thing. And that's all that matters. I'm not saying he isn't. I'm just saying, in Kyrie's mind, he is doing the right thing. And I think that's all that matters at the end of the day. And again, you could watch that Instagram live. It's on YouTube, House of Highlights. Um, I'm sure you could find it anywhere on the internet. It's an amazing listen. It's an amazing, amazing listen. I keep saying that um, because it truly is. You know what I mean? Like, you hear this man for the first time in so long talk. And he sat there, he played his cards right. And he just completely obliterated uh, an entire media base that, for the last, what, six to six to two years, really, six months to two years, just have completely taken every single opportunity to just shit on this man. And Kyrie completely took advantage of that. And and he had came down with all the facts, came down with every single opinion. He he spoke properly. You know, uh, you saw the books in the background of the video, like. He's in his library. He's cooking up in the lab, probably reading some good shit. You know what I mean? And, and, and that's just truly how I feel. And Kyrie ha- has his own right to everything. So with that being said, this is Mike Hughes, and you're listening to Mike on the Mike Everything Sports-Related Podcast. Kyrie Irving, we hope to see you soon. And, and I support you with every decision you make, as long as it's the right one and as long as you feel like you're making the right one. With that being said, again, this is Mike. Peace.